Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, April 1st. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. Today is Thursday, April 1st. You know what that means. April Fool's Day. And on April Fool's Day, we're going to be talking about clowns and uh, comedy a little bit. Just joking. We're talking about something more serious, more serious because this is the season finale of season three of The Young Perspective. This is our 60th episode, uh, the wow. 20th episode. Wow. It says wow. Um, the 20th episode of this season and we're excited for season four. We've got a lot of planning, a lot of things coming up. But uh, we're going to hit it off with kind of an interesting one. Something I didn't know a lot about was food waste. But before we get into any of the shocking statistics, what is food waste? Well, the USDA defines food waste as any edible amount of food or you know, post-harvest or you know, any, along any route um, along the food process. You know, it's available for human consumption, but it's not consumed for any reason whatsoever. And that can be a lot of things that can be, you know, food that's left behind as crops, or it can be, you know, when you throw out your leftovers, but there are two main types of food waste and that's food waste as itself. And there's food loss. That's the other type. Josh, you want to discuss what's the difference between the two? So food waste includes the half eaten meal, like that's left on your plate when you're not so hungry or, you know, the food scraps that that occur at a restaurant when they prepare a meal um, or, you know, the milk that you pour down the drain at the bottom of the bottle because you don't like the, you know, the fluffy, uh, bubbly stuff. That's food waste. Food loss is a bigger category that incorporates any edible food that goes uneaten at any stage. Um, so this could be uneaten homes like food waste, but also, you know, perished food in stores, um, crops that are left in the field, food that spoils in transportation, any food that doesn't make it to the store as well. So all food that it could have been eaten and is not eaten um, or you know, could have been eaten at some point in its life is food loss. Interesting. So you know, I feel like a lot of times when you think of food waste, and that's really how I thought about it before I researched for this episode, is I think of food waste. You know, I think of things that when, you know, when I throw away my unfinished, you know, turkey or whatever, uh, throw away the scraps, (laughs) throw away the scraps of my leftovers at the end of a dinner or something. That's what I think of food waste. Uh, but it can be a lot of things. And really at any stage of the process of producing food, there is some amount of food that's wasted. So it's not just leftovers. And Though food waste is a big part of the problem, food loss, which includes food waste and Ethan's uneaten turkey, food loss is, you know, is, is also uh, the and food loss is the bigger issue. So, you know, that includes food at the supermarket that is not sold because it's gross or it doesn't look right. Um, and it includes a lot of other categories. But what is the extent of the problem? So globally, one third of food produced each year. 1.3 billion tons of food gets lost or wasted. So that's enough food to take care of 821 million people who suffer from hunger worldwide. Like, you know, we always talk about hunger in Africa. 821 million people in Africa 
if we fed them, it could, they could be a lot more economically prosperous. Um, it could fix so many issues. It's just amazing how much food we waste. Uh, in America, somewhere between 30 and 40% of the food supply is wasted. This costs our country about $216 billion a year and costs each family on average $1,600 a year. Each family. If you're making, uh, if your family is making $60,000 or $70,000 a year, $1,600 goes a long way. $600 is, is the amount compounded eight, 16 or 18 years of a child's life to send the child to college. That can make a big difference in somebody's life. So it's, a, it's, it's really sad that people are wasting this much money uh, from food waste. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that worldwide hunger, it's a huge issue, one of the most uh, pressing issues. I mean, having access just to the basic human right of being able to eat, you know, not dying from hunger, we could stop that just by, you know, just with the food that we waste each year. It's crazy to think that so much food is wasted that it could be used to solve world hunger. So we're going to get into, you know, so what are some of the solutions so we can help all those hungry people later? But why does this happen? Well, yeah, it happens for a lot of reasons. As we said earlier, it can happen at any stage from, you know, the idea of when crops are, you know, know, picked up from the harvest and some are left behind to the idea that we throw away on our dinner plate. Um, Some examples are cosmetic imperfections. So when food gets beat up or, you know, there's some blemishes at the supermarket, you know, uh, people don't want to buy it or when supermarkets don't want to sell it or buy it because there are, you know, little things that make it unperfect, but it's still perfectly capable to be eaten. It's completely healthy and it can be, it can be used for someone who's hungry to eat. That's why, but it's still wasted because of that. And so now we don't sell it. The interesting part about that is, you know, a lot of this food is you're, you're cooking with, um, and it tastes, it would taste like any other food, but it just looks different. But once it's chopped up and it's cooked, it looks no different. You know, a, a one that's blemished looks no different than a healthy or good looking fruit or vegetable. That's what's so shocking. It really doesn't make a difference just the way we perceive it and the way the supermarkets want to sell it. Another reason why this happens is a lot of time market conditions for farmers can lead to them not harvesting food or uh, you know not sending food to the, to the supermarkets. So an example of this is during the COVID-19 pandemic at the beginning, all these farmers had all their you know had harvested their food or milked their cows and people went home and restaurants shut down and schools shut down and all this food needed to upkeep these businesses and, and schools was not needed. So during COVID, farmers dumped so much milk, 3.7 million gallons of milk down the drain because schools didn't need the milk to drink to give their students. Yeah, it's a really big problem. You know, it's crazy to think that this huge problem was even made worse by the COVID pandemic. Uh, another problem that's causing this is that when food is uh, when food is processed, transported, or dried, it's exposed uh, to damage by insects, rodents, birds, molds, bacteria, a lot of different things that can harm it. And then because of that, you know, perfectly good food is now gone to waste. Uh, and also, farmers uh, when they go to plant and uh, harvest their food, or sometimes they'll plant more food than they actually needed because they want to prevent against pests and weather. They know that maybe some food, some, some food will get, you know, will not be good in, in the end. They'll have to try and offset that by planting more, but because of they planted more in the end, maybe they'll, they'll plant more than they need and they'll just throw it out in the end. So we're just going down the list of some of the reasons continuing on that list. Um, a big one is when we, of course, don't, 
need all the food that we cook or that we buy, um, if it sits in our fridge too long. But relating to that, a lot of the time we think that the expiration date on food means it's, it's not edible after that. We got a lot of the times we get confused between sell by, expires by, and best before. That, that confuses a lot of people. And that means that food, you know, that says sell by this date, people are sit, sitting on their shelves after that date. They think, oh, it's, it wasn't, it needed to be sold by that date. Obviously, it's not edible after that date. So they throw it away. A lot of it is just misunderstanding of, of how we look at these labels um, and how we perceive perishable food. Right. That sell by date is just for the supermarket to know. Let's sell it by that date. That way, people can have it for long enough to use. Like, when you go to a supermarket and you get milk, it'll have a sell-by date. That just means that the supermarket wants to sell it by that date. That you can still eat it by then. The actual expiration date is different, and it's a lot longer than that. So that's a that's a pretty big issue. But even like the best before label on a lot of food, I know a lot of people, and I've seen people who won't eat food after the best before date has passed. And now after doing a lot of research, I understand that a lot of the food is okay to be eaten after the best before date. Cheese and milk, maybe not, but crackers and you know, and Gatorade and, and all this food that's not really perishable and can sit on the shelf for a long time, that can be eaten after the, the best before date. Yeah, funny example of this was the other day I was drinking some grape juice and I looked over at the bottle and it said expiration date, March 2020. And this was, you know, like a few days ago. So obviously that's a year ago by now. Um, and was it fine? Yeah, it was fine. Well, did I die? No, it was a year old grape juice. In the end, I was okay. So don't drink grape juice that's a year old. Don't eat food that's a year past its expiration date. That's what I'm, not what I'm trying to say. But what I'm saying is sometimes we overcompensate for these uh, best by dates or these expiration dates. Moving on, why is this such a problem? You know, we waste food, whatever. Well, it's a, it's a problem because, of course, we're losing a lot of money as a country. You could feed all these people. But also, in the overarching long term, it hurts the climate. So uh, it's uneaten food globally costs $172 billion in wasted water. As a country, we spend over $220 billion growing, transporting, processing food that ends up going to waste. Um, and then in the end, all this transportation and processing – um, and all these agricultural needs that need to be met for this food to be created leads to 30% of the global greenhouse gas emissions. And the food wasted from all of this transportation and processing leads to 7% of the global greenhouse gases. 7% of greenhouse gases come from wasted food. That's a lot. That's a lot of greenhouse gases. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But it comes to the idea that we're not just wasting the food itself we're also wasting the energy and the resources that were used to produce the food. You know, each piece of fruit, there was energy and there was water and there was land that, you know, went into it. If we were to take all of the, the land and put it all together that was used to grow food uh, that went to waste, it would cover more than three-fourths of California. So, wow. you know, growing this waste of food uh, takes up a huge amount of water and, and fertilizer and energy and land. And time. And it's, you know, it takes, yeah, and time and money. So it's not just the actual food we're wasting. We're wasting all of the, everything that went into it, all the transportation, everything you could think of that goes into bringing that food to your table. Now you're wasting that. 
And, and meat is actually much worse because mm. it, you know, you, you spend all that time and energy creating the corn so you can feed the cows. And then, uh, you know, you, all that corn that could feed the cows could be 10,000 meals and the cow is only a thousand meals. Well, when you waste some of those meals, you know, you're, you're wasting not only the meat from the cow, but also all that corn that was used to, to grow that cow. This makes me think of a conversation I had with my science teacher a few months ago when talking about the food pyramid. Things like plants, they take up a lot more energy from the sun and they, they, keep, they hold that energy a lot better than things like meat at the top of the food chain. After, after each animal or organism eats something from the food chain, it loses some of that energy. It doesn't take all of the energy. So let's say you know a plant has 100 joules of energy the next thing that eats it, you know, that cow that eats it, it's going to take only 10 joules of energy. It's only going to have a 10th of it. And so when we end up eating that meat at the top of the food chain, we're getting barely, barely, barely a little bit of all the energy that was put into it. We're wasting all that energy. But when we eat something like, let's say a fruit or vegetable, we're getting a lot more energy. So it's actually, you know, things at the top of the food chain, like animals, when we eat meat, it wastes a lot more energy. Who knew Ethan was an up and coming vegetarian. <laughs> so how can we stop this ever-growing problem, how can we stop Americans from throwing away so much food? First of all, it, it comes down to being mindful on the individual level. How, you know, when, when I'm planning for my week uh, of meals, I need to think, how much do I really eat? How much do I need to cook for my friends? What meals am I having at restaurants? Uh, in restaurants, I need to think, you know, maybe we're not serving all this food. Can we donate it to, to people in need? Can we donate it to shelters? Can I donate my perishing food that I'm not going to eat to, to homeless shelters or to food banks? A lot, you know, there are tons of cans that I'm never going to eat in my cabinet. Never, ever. I don't eat olives, but they've sat in my cabinet for years. I can donate that. Yep. Another idea is compost, composting, you know, your unusable or perished foods. When you have, you know, some fruit or vegetables that's expired or, you know, gone bad, you can still compost that. And that's perfectly good use of something that, now, you can't use it to eat, but you can use it for something else, and maybe you can use it to grow new food. That's a pretty awesome way to help out the earth and help out you know, your own garden without actually getting rid of it and throwing away and wasting the food. And now governments are getting involved, and they're putting taxes on, uh, on food waste from restaurants. They're trying to give tax incentives to restaurants and businesses that save food and donate it. The governments are trying to prevent the waste because that costs them a lot of money, costs the economy a lot of money, and in the end, it hurts the environment. The federal government has even gotten involved, and in 2015, the USDA joined the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, that set a goal to cut our nation's food waste by 50% by the year 2030. So in the next 10 years, we're going to try to cut our food waste in half. That's a big goal set upon us. But to do that, we're going to have to follow those steps that we talked about earlier, being mindful of what do we eat um, and, you know, trying to, to give away food that we're not going to eat. Well, we encourage all of you guys to really be mindful of what you're eating, what you're throwing away. Please try and help. This is a really serious issue. But we hope you enjoy listening. Hopefully you learned something new, took away something. Uh, hopefully you learned a lot this past season and season three. Make sure to come back in three weeks for season four. It's going to be an awesome season full with jam-packed guests, new episodes, everything you love with the young perspective. Can we get a date? All... Let's get a quick yeah, date, date real quick. Date. Let's get a date. What's the date, Josh? One, two, three. I believe it's, it's going to be the 23rd. Uh, season three 23rd is coming. April. 
the 23rd of April. Everybody tune in. It's going to be, we have a big guest lined up. It's going to be awesome. We have a big guest lined up. I have, uh, so it's going to be a good interview. Very exciting. Make sure to come back in a few weeks and make sure to check us out on Instagram. We're probably going to do some really exciting stuff on there before the new season. Uh, also, you can find our Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective. You can email us. You can email us with new ideas at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website and listen to past episodes at theyoungperspective.net. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.